0: The move to orange setting, as I've been saying, means we can now mingle at bars, nightclubs and restaurants, mask-free, with no capacity or distancing requirements. And it is welcome news for the beleaguered hospitality industry. Chan Zarawat and her husband Sid run the French Café and Cassia restaurants in Auckland. Chan joins me now. Good morning to you. Morning, uh, Kerry. How are you? Good. Welcome
1: news... Oh, it's a relief, to be honest, um, especially for us with Kathy have been flooded for the last three weeks. What? Having, yeah, couldn't come at a worse time. What? One thing
0: after the other. So we've had plagues, floods. Next, we need a bloody storm of locusts, although Sid could probably deep fry them and turn them into a delicious dish. <laughs> <laughs> you poor thing.
1: Yeah, so I'm hoping next week, when we're finally able to reopen on, a, on Friday, hopefully, fingers crossed, these settings will mean that we can jump back on our feet really quickly and, you know, the staff get more guaranteed hours and they get better tips.
0: Yeah.
1: It's, you know, that's just living
0: again. And when it comes to the staff, we've, we've spoken before over the past two years about the fact that you just haven't had the staff. You've had to do extra shifts and, and everybody's had to pitch in doing jobs they wouldn't otherwise do because the staff haven't been there
1: yeah chefs' have been washing dishes. I've had my 11 year old polishing cutlery and glasses <laughs> starting her out early. Uh, but yeah, no, look, I think even the borders opening will get, get us some of those um, temp- the temporary relief we need and give us time to scale, you know skill up more kiwis into roles in hospitality.
0: Are you finding that people are wanting to work in hospitality?
1: We're getting interest from overseas with working holiday. I had an application last night for a waiter, seeing a waiter coming in on a working holiday visa. So yes, and then there are the true hospital, uh, passionate people and kiwis in hospital who are still around. And we hope that we can attract more of them yeah. in the coming months. Uh, I mean, I've been working with MSD for the last three months, trying to get even a kitchen hand. It's been that bad. And it's been a struggle to even get someone off the dole. Onto paid work, which is at the moment good paid work, like tw- we're talking twenty four, twenty three, twenty four dollars an hour plus tips. But they have been you no know, takers, literally,
0: for to wash dishes. To
1: wash dishes. Wow. Well, I had I had one resign because she said the restaurant was flooded and that meant her employment ended. And I said, well, you know, insurance is paying full wages, but mm. wanted to go back on the dole. I still can't believe on that, believe that whole situation.
0: Oh. Have you got demand from your loyal clientele?
1: Uh, we, I'm I'm so heartened. We've been through so much with both restaurants, COVID, and now the flood. And customers are wanting to come back in, support us. They've been supporting us with a little pop-up we're doing at of Cassia at French Cafe. So, the, you know, people are there. The demand mm. is there. And I think the confidence is slowly coming back. We needed the government to say, orange so that the corporates come back into the city and start giving us the lunch trade back because some corporates had the policy that while it was red, people yeah. um, stayed at home and worked from home. And we, in the last two weeks, it's been positive, really positive. People are starting to come back and feel more comfortable. And I think taking the masks away will make it as normal as
0: yeah.
1: and be. Staff will still be masked, but yeah. that's a small price for us to pay to be able to reopen.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Have you had time to calculate the cost to your business, the financial cost and then the the cost on on your family and the wider family of your of your restaurants?
1: Oh we're talking millions and I don't think anything can count that mental health cost on our staff, on us as owners. We felt at times that it would be easier to give up, but we have forty five families to look after and in the wider net we have suppliers, we have tradies, we have producers that, you know, one little business like ours supports. And that's not even a night, you know, mm. when you think about it, it's not even worth, it's easy to give up, but it's harder to keep going on. And if we've made it through where we are now, now's not the time to give up.
0: No. So, so do you think this might just be the lifeline that's going to save some uh, businesses, hospo businesses that were on the brink?
1: Bars, and yeah. you know, they haven't been able to, you couldn't stand up at a bar and have a drink. It wouldn't mean so much for them to be able to just be able to trade normally. Nightclubs have been closed. Yeah. We at, at Cass, for example, all our bar seats had gone. We'd lost about three or four tables with this, the seats that been spaced out. So people thought 200 people, everything's back to normal, but it wasn't, it really wasn't. It was taking away 30 to 40% of our capacity every night. And that's
0: huge for a business like ours. So we were making a third of what we would.
1: Good Lord. Yeah. Well, well,
0: hopefully, well, hopefully, put, a, put yeah. us back on our feet. Yeah. Hopefully, this will get you back on your feet. I really hope so, Chan. And I look forward to seeing you at either the French Cafe or Casio when, when it opens. <laughs> and I look forward to some deep fried locusts because I think. Yeah, if <laughs> it doesn't come to that. <laughs> Thank you so much, Chan Sarawat, who is the owner with her husband, Sid, of the French Café and Cassia restaurants, talking about the impact of Orange on the hospitality business.